0: You're listening to the best possible taste with Sharon Noonan, sponsored by the taste.ie, voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine.
1: Good evening and you're very welcome to this episode of Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and normally on the programme we meet a series of interesting individuals and talk about topics related to the food and drink industry. Tonight we're still on topic but the content is somewhat different. In March 2018 I produced a radio documentary with funding from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. You might remember and or have heard my first one, Devlin's Yellow Man, A Taste of Childhood from the of 2016. Well tonight I'm going to play my second one which is called What a Blast 10 Years of the Irish Food Awards. It's coming up just after this short break, so don't go anywhere and I hope you enjoy.
0: You're listening to the best possible taste with Sharon Noonan, sponsored by the taste.ie, voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine.
2: Happy birthday to Blas. Happy birthday to Blas.
1: It's October 2017, and a celebration you. is taking place in Dingle, County Happy Kerry, on, on the Wild Atlantic Way. You. The gathering includes Happy. food and drink producers, chefs, buyers, journalists, government officials, and individuals with a passion for the flourishing food and drink scene in Ireland. They have travelled to Ireland's first foodie town to attend the Blasna Erin Irish Food Awards, which are marking their 10th year. In 2017, over 2,500 products were entered into 130 categories, one of which was a granola by Caroline Rigney. Hi Caroline, how are you? Hello Sharon, you're very
3: welcome. Come in. My name is Caroline Rigney and I'm just about to get ready a delivery for Blasna Heron. I'm expecting the fastway courier here any minute. This year I'm entering um, my, my granola, the goji berry and flame raisin one. I'm very hopeful for it. It's already won two prestigious awards. Blasna Heron would really be the icing on the cake. I actually came up with the idea to have a granola to round off the breakfast for the B&B guests. You know, the, the homemade breakfast is made here on the farm. rashes, sausages, black and white puddings and the homemade bread. And I really feel, felt that there was a little bit of a gap with the with the whole offering, and the granola just filled that in nicely, and the guests loved it, and it worked particularly well then if you happen to have a vegetarian staying with you, who didn't get the wow factor obviously from the cooked meat breakfast.
1: A fisherman from Drogheda who moved to Dingle in the 1990s conceived the idea for the awards.
2: My name's Artie Clifford. I'm the founder and chairperson of Blasna Heron, the Irish Food Awards. I came to Dingle over 25 years ago. My background was as a commercial fisherman. I moved to Dingle because they'd bought new boats and they didn't have the engineers to run them, so they applied, they advertised for engineers. I applied for a job, got the job over the phone, and moved to Dingle. A number of years later, um, fishing being what it is and the weather in the West Coast being fairly harsh, I looked for some way to supplement the income. Um, applied for a job in a local primary processing plant um, so I did that during the winter it was a very seasonal thing and shortly after that I was made manager first time I had a look at the books I saw that it wasn't actually financially viable to continue the way we were going and it also needed something in the slack times ie the summer so we started on a value-added product um doing smoked salmon, smoked mackerel. We eventually shut the company down because it was losing more money Um, but at the same time I saw the potential for value added high end products we started making seafood chowders lobster and crab bisque and seafood pâtés both smoked salmon and smoked mackerel and were tipping away very nicely one evening I was talking to a friend of mine who was also a food producer and uh, bemoaning the fact that uh, we weren't getting a slap on the back for the quality products that we were making the only place you could get an accreditation was overseas I decided that maybe starting an Irish Food Awards accreditation would be the way to go it also f- sort of fell in with um, the Dingle Food Festival and maybe it would just act as a hook for the festival that if we could get it up and running and have an award ceremony here over the weekend that it would attract more producers to come to Dingle um, for the food festival um, but it's grown It's grown from 400 products in the first year to over two and a half thousand last year. Working as we did, we had no money, so we looked to enlist the help of anybody we could. um, Starting with my own family, and then with my friends, and then with colleagues in the industry. Um, And they have become what we would call the Bloss family. A lot of the time, people don't realise that um, the relationship that I have with Fallon Moore, she's the heart and soul of Bloss. She's the one that works 24 hours a day on something that she believes in. But most of all, Fallon is my daughter. So, um, working together is very easy and we don't see it as, as work but it's just spending time with family. But the one thing that um, I've noticed over the last number of years is that sometimes somebody will ask a question and both of us will answer, but the answer will be the same. And when we're making decisions um, independently of one another, um, I'd always say, well, what would Fallon think? And would she think this is a good thing? I like to think that um, she's a bit like me, but totally different. So for me to go off on a tangent, she kind of pulls it all back in and grounds it and puts order on um, what would, without her, be chaos.
4: Working with family is great. There is, don't get me wrong, there are days when it's hard to find the balance and you have to really work hard to keep the family time free from work talk. My name is Fallon Moore and I'm the coordinator for and Heron. First time that I heard Artie talking about setting up the awards, it was it was such a different event. It was much smaller. He was talking about it over the summertime and he just needed our help on the day to pull it all together. He was working with a couple of the others, gathering things over the summertime and then on the day in just one day we did all of the judging, the sampling and the awarding. It was a completely different event to what we have now. My role in Bloss, I work with the producers so I coordinate the events, I help the producers get their entries in, I work with them on all of their questions on what category to take part in, how to get the delivery there, every sort of question they can possibly have, I'm on the phone throughout the year helping them get those together and then pulling the events together and working with the different supporters and sponsors, judges, helping just pull all of the strings together for the event.
5: Morning
2: ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dingle Skellig's Hotel for the finalist judging. We here at GLAS are very grateful to you all for taking your time
6: out of your very busy schedules to be here with us today.
1: It's the final judging session in Dingle and Dr Morris O'Sullivan addresses 72 judges. The judging system was an area that Artie was committed to developing developing with the the utmost fairness fairness in mind and and he was confident that industry colleague and friend Professor Joe Kerry in UCC could assist him.
7: I remember the meeting where, following a phone call from Artie, uh, and Artie and myself have been friends for a long time. We, we I was kind of working in the seafood area and product development and Artie, of course, had a company in, in that in that area. And we kind of knocked around with one another on and off, like over the years, and so often we just have chats. And one day I got this call from Artie, and it was, what you think about the idea of having a competition uh, where uh, we we would look at having some kind of a system that would honour uh, the food industry uh, by 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 producing an award system for small producers. And I, once we would established that it wasn't going to be a parochial thing, and that it actually was going to be national, uh, we were all on board. And we actually had our first meeting down here in Dingle in the in the town council uh, rooms and that was the buy-in. There was four of us from UCC that day and after we left that meeting it was really about sitting down back in UCC trying to devise a system that we could actually use, uh, I suppose, to discriminate between products but we had to simplify a lot of, we had to take complicated sensory systems and produce one that was simple. Uh, discerning so that you could separate the various different products but could be applied across all product groups to allow us to be in a situation that you'd have all your individual group winners but the scoring system could actually be used to pick a supreme champion which is, is very unusual to actually have that type of a system in any kind of a food awards.
1: Developed with UCC and the University of Copenhagen, the Blas judging process is recognised as an industry gold standard worldwide. Products are blind tasted and competition is extremely tough. And regardless of the number of entries, there are only five finalists in each category. Blind tasting means that all packaging and identifying features are removed from products before being presented for judging. This creates a level playing field for products from both large and small producers. The Supreme Champion is the Ultimate Bloss Accolade. Over the past 10 years, it has been awarded to a butter from Limerick, a cork cider, and crab from Kerry. But it was a product by a German cheesemaker who moved to Ireland in 1997 that stole the crown in the inaugural year. My name is Maya Bourgeois,
8: and I own a business, The Little Cheese Shop. My cheese, the the Deliscus, it's a semi-hard raw milk cheese, won the first Iron award. It's just when you work all all year round in your little dairy and make cheese, it's a nice reward. The the basic recipe is a a semi-hard recipe. You have a soft cheese, you have a semi-hard and a hard cheese, and the semi-hard cheese is a cheese I made a lot in Germany. And we made that cheese in Germany with carrot juice inside. And I did that also when I came because there's loads of carrots in Kerry, but um, it was too difficult. And then I did work in Germany in an organic store for a while and I saw there was a gouda with seaweed in, but it was very, very fine cut. It was very faint in there. And then I came to Ireland and I was thinking and researching, you know, traditional foods and uh, also cheeses, but I couldn't find any cheese types but the seaweed. And I thought, okay, that should work because the seaweed has a mineral flavor. It's very salty. It goes really well with the cheese. And and then I picked it in the beginning myself on the beaches and tried it and washed it, tried it and cut it and put it in. and, And it seemed to work. People liked it because... Also elderly people remember that they ate it a lot or people in my age remember that their grandmother always had it in the kitchen and so they liked the whole idea and uh, it took off very well.
1: Maya's award-winning cheese was one of hundreds of products delivered to the judging venue in the first year of the awards. As the years progressed, the numbers increased dramatically and some deliveries didn't go according to plan,
4: as Fallon explains. About three years ago we were expecting the deliveries coming in for finalist judging and it's it's quite a, a pressured time because the food which was coming into you, it's fresh. People have gone through a huge amount of effort to get it there. It is their baby that you have to mind and take care of and make sure that everything is handled right. So you're quite serious with every box that you're opening. And we opened a box expecting to have stuffed mushrooms. And we had leather trousers and a Vivian Westwood coat. And we had to phone the producer to say, what's the story? <laughs> this isn't what we were expecting. And it turned out that the from the producer that it was being sent from, one of the girls in the office had been doing some online shopping that was due to be re- returned. So we had got... designer clothes and the designer shop had gotten stuffed mushrooms (laughs) and this producer who was based a long way away from Dingle had to try and get it down to us so we had to start working to see what judges were on the road was there somebody else attending that we could get it into the car with and the producer did they got it down in the end but leather trousers was one of the more unusual (laughs) Going the extra mile to help
1: the producers who enter products, a fair judging system and protecting the integrity of the awards are of paramount importance. and send an extra sample of their product that is put into storage.
2: We always hold a control sample of every product that's entered and that's important to us because the product that we judge is the product that has been sent in by the producer and that's all we can do is accept that product in and judge it. In the future, should it be a thing that the product was, that's now for sale in the stores and if there was an issue with it, um, if there was a question about it, we can go back to the product that came in the door to us um, and it's adhered to all our terms and conditions, in other words um, if it can be sourced in Ireland it must be sourced in Ireland um, and that no alterations have been made and the product is not loaded. We'd often ask our entrants to um, state the RRP for a product. This can be a guidance on, my God, you can't make that for two euros. Or that we will do a thing called secret shopping, whereby we'll come across a product that is entered and it has a wow factor, and then we will go out, we'll purchase that product and ensure that the product that we have judged in the sensory analysis in Cork is the exact same as the product that's available by that producer on the shelves
1: the sensory analysis in cork takes place during the summer in ucc and is the first hurdle for products the final judging session takes place in the autumn and judges come from various backgrounds all corners of ireland and beyond they include chefs academics journalists, food bloggers, enthusiastic home cooks, and buyers, some from large UK department stores, as well as small independents.
9: Hi, my name is Johnny McDowell. I'm from Cumber in County Down. And uh, I'm the owner of Indy Food, uh, an independent uh, retailer and online store specializing in Irish produce. Uh, we keep around uh, 800 different uh, product lines for about 200 Irish producers. And we're very proud of the produce that we have from the island of Ireland. We have more and more products uh, with the uh, Blast Neheron Awards coming onto our uh, shelves and online store. Um, obviously as the, the categories increase, the quality of the products increase, and the merit of the awards just grows from strength to strength. Um, consumers now recognise those famous uh, gold, silver and bronze Blast labels on the jars, so it encourages us as a retailer to get them onto our shelves. So, I've been judging now for four years uh, down in Dingle. Um, I started out before even indie food had started. I came down here as kind of my uh, pilgrimage to find out more about the Irish food industry. And even in my short time judging, I've watched it go from strength to strength. Standard Superb, what we've been judging so far, again, we're just blown away by the quality of Irish produce, obviously. We as a business got in because we believed that uh, Irish produce was the best, but right here in Blast you've got, it's like the Olympics of uh, Irish food, all the best produce in one place and it's fantastic.
10: My name's Adrian Boswell, I'm a fresh food buyer for Selfridges. This is my second year uh, involved at the Blast judging the Irish Food Awards. Um, lucky enough to have an invitation last year and i um, really privileged to be back particularly on the 10 year anniversary as well. In Selfridges we have a, a, a wide array of Irish products, uh, a number of Irish cheeses. Our butchers counter has a lot of Irish beef, um, smoked salmon. Uh, we do some work with a company called Sheridan's as well. Um, so there's definitely an appetite for Irish food. As well. So far it's been amazing. And uh, the environment's amazing. Uh, the people are great. Uh, it's a great networking event. I had a bit of an up and down morning in terms of product, but there's some real gems that have come out. So yeah, so far, so good. It does influence to a certain degree, but what I think is about is about understanding new trends, is about networking and understanding exactly what's happening in Ireland um, and how we can relate that back to the London market. And what you'll find is there is a lot of great products, but a lot of the time it's not just the product itself in terms of decision, the decision that we make to bring it in. It's everything that happens around it: uh, the logistics, the PR, the marketing, blah, 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 as well, and and how well it sits within the current product range as well. Um, so how does it complement the ranges? So there's a lot to look out for, but this is a great starting point.
11: My name is Sally McKenna and I am co-author with John of The McKenna's Guides, which we've been writing for gosh goodness knows how long. I think the system really works, the system that they have evolved in BLAST. It's completely rigorous, it's above board, um, it's everybody really respects the way that they've put the whole project together. It's actually much harder than you would imagine to taste and to judge food when you've had multiple versions of the same food over and over again, you have to really focus and remind yourself what uh, was the 14th product as good as the second. And uh, it, it just does take a lot of control and um, focus to get it right. But you know, it's also actually great fun. And sometimes it can be quite exciting because you can be really stunned by a product that just stands out. And you know, you're just blown away by accomplishment and polish. Of something that's really exceptional, and then, it, then it's an awful lot of fun.
12: Hello, my name is Nevin McGuire, and I'm chef proprietor of McNein House and Restaurant in Black Line. I think the Bloss Nahirn are one of the most prestigious awards for small artisan producers to showcase what they do, uh, to obviously get them onto the supermarket shelves and um, to the consumer. I think it's a win win for everyone. I think it's fantastic to see the way they've flourished, and within the whole small artisan community. It's just they're held with such respect and they're just so proud to be involved and it's a big, big thing for them. So congratulations. Do you know, it was probably one of the most unusual things, the judging process that I had seen, the way um they have it so well formatted, so well controlled, and you never know, you know, what you're going to get to taste and who it's made from. You can guess, but I'd say eight or nine out of ten times you probably get it wrong some things that you taste you say wow you don't forget that and it stands in your mind and you you really want to find out who's made it i just love the fairness of it i think it's very transparent which is really important you don't see any packaging nothing like that you really do not know um, who it's made from and i think it's a fantastic way for me it was something very different i hadn't done before
5: so I'm Chef Brian McDermott and I'm here from Inishon in the Donegal up on another peninsula in Inishon. Uh, the Blast and Heron Food Awards, I mean they are the ultimate, I think they're unrivalled on the island of Ireland at the moment because the credibility that they bring to a producer and looking at that journey for a producer, I mean we, we at the Food Innovation Centre at the Northwest College, we work directly with an awful lot of small start-up, well established, right the whole way through food companies, so for them they need an outlet, they need a platform, they need feedback and awards give you that. That the Blast N' Ahern, due to the very sort of nature of what is a very honest award judging process, it's the honest that I've seen anywhere in all of the judging that I do, and then that feedback getting back to the producers, it allows them to further develop, it allows them to grow their business, and if they are successful, that badge, that Blast N' award going on to a product means so much to them, means so much to their product and also the whole economic value of how they can ultimately turn around, invest back in because to them it's like the badge of we've done it now but not to stop, just to continue to go and to grow that business. So Blast is all, should be all and will continue to be all to those producers.
4: Hi, my name is Kira Leahy. I'm Consumer Editor and Food Writer in Irish Country Living in the Farmer's Journal. It's been a really, really interesting day so far. Um, just the huge range of, of products that we get to taste and sample. Um, it's really great because the quality is so high and in some categories it's very easy to see who the clear winner is going to be. In other categories it's far harder to make a decision and I'm going to be really interested to see what the other judges in, in my category uh, rate the products as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to be the winner. It's a great opportunity to get inspired for articles. Even just this morning I have about three articles written in my head on the back of it Um, and I suppose I know that more are going to come meeting the producers throughout the weekend but even just talking to some of the judges. Um, Also there are definitely some products that I'm like, I want to know who that is, I want to know the story behind it. There's one in particular and I'm determined to track them down this weekend because the quality is so high and I can't see them not being a winner.
13: Oh hi Sam, how are you doing? I have it here for you, yes.
1: First port of call for no. judges like Kira, who make it their mission to track down a product they we'll have tasted, is week. the Showcase Marquee, a shop floor display of all finalist products. Cara Murphy is one of the Bloss family volunteers.
13: The Showcase is where we show all the products um, to the actual buyers and representing all of the producers that are shortlisted for the event. So there would be a team of buyers come down to Bloss, firstly and mostly to see if there's anything innovative, uh, if there's anything new or exciting, new trends. We will look at that and we will put the producer with the retailer. And that's the whole idea of this marquee, is for them to network and to meet, and more importantly for the buyer to actually have time to have a look at the product and then go and source that producer afterwards if you take a visual of it before we even start it's like a field that's the only way i can explain to you just lovely grass in the field and then it it changes and is transformed into a shop over a matter of time however there's lots and lots of hard work done and with the weather as in jingle as we said there's four seasons in an hour not a day um A content to be challenging
4: when it comes to hosting the awards the aside from the initial challenges of pure space when the event is happening at the heart of Dingletown during the food festival and time when your most important couple of days of the year are coming together in one very short weekend we've had some operational challenges. We had a number of years ago where we had built the showcase marquee and overnight had extreme storms to come in in the morning to find that our beautiful display that had been worked on very late into the night when we arrived at half five the next morning to find that it was all on the floor that there was beetroot mixed with honey and tomato chutney and broken glass and we had to start phoning producers to say that we've lost your babies essentially because they were broken and they weren't there for the buyers to see. That was a really tough morning and that was purely down to to weather and to logistics and to timing because it was a very small amount of time to pull that back together. And we did but it's it's very tough when everything comes together just on a couple of short days. Moving on to
14: the next category, break, breakfast cereals. Uh, the first category of that is uh, breakfast cereal granola.
1: The showcase marquee is located beside the Phoenix Cinema, where category winners are being announced by John Sheehy, another member of the Bloss family, who has been involved in the awards since the start.
14: My name is John Sheehy. I'm the financial uh, accountant to the Plaston Heron Awards and uh, we've, I've assisted RT in, in growing these awards over the last 10 years. It, it coincided as well with a very, uh, in the downward time, in, in the, the, the bust, Ireland went bust, and the, um, a lot of people had changed uh, over from being employed in well-paid jobs, cons- conceiving other, other new ideas in terms, of, in terms of the food industry. So there was a lot of people with, with qualifications and various different backgrounds that got into food however, over those years, and food became very popular, and the, uh, the growth of Irish food. Uh, that, that assisted the blast uh, as well, whatever, in terms of the, all these new food producers came on board. And uh, even after three or four years, we had the accolade of being the most recognised Irish food awards, whatever, which was phenomenal in terms of three or four years of short growth. Now they're recognised uh, nationwide, and um, you go into any shops, and it's nice to see a sticker on it when you're passing on and say, Yeah, I had something to do with that. And the goal of this category goes to Ripley's Farmhouse Green Tea, Ripley's and Bertie <laughs> <laughs> um, <who's> <laughs> yeah. Guy. Anyway.
1: Caroline, congratulations. I'm absolutely delighted, Sharon. I'm thrilled, thrilled
3: together. Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled. What does it mean to you? Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. I'm shaking.
1: And those few steps up to the stage then to collect it, you just, you were running from I here ran ear.
3: I ran up. <laughs> yeah, I was delighted. I was absolutely delighted, thrilled. I, I'm a bit stuck for words, but I'm just really, really happy now that its it's got gold and it'll help it travel and it'll help it do what it has to do.
2: So we move on to the championship as you know we awarded Best in County throughout the day so now we reach the provincial finals next we go to best in Ulster the best in Ulster this year is Burn Balsamics Limited. This morning, we recognised Shane McArdle's contribution to the food industry by naming him the 2017 um, Food Hero. And in honour of that, the best in Ulster is now to be known from now on as the Shane McArdle Award. Awards are an all-Ireland accreditation. So it involves everybody from in the 32 counties. So I met Shane McArdle um, eight years ago in the Shelburne Hotel in Dublin. I explained to him what we were about and Shane was very enthusiastic about it because he was so so full of what the Northern Ireland producers could do and that's when um, he brought Invest and I on board. He had a great belief in the quality of the food in his region and a great love for the producers that he worked with. Um, Throughout the 10 years of Blasna Heron, I have met some great people, um, a lot of them who have become friends, a lot of them who have been very supportive of what we do. um, But I suppose in every business, um, although we're not a business because we're not a commercial entity, um, but in every journey that somebody makes um, in their life, there's highs and lows. And I think for the Blast family, um, our lowest point was probably the 3rd of October, um, 2016, when we learned of the passing of Shane. We were all shocked, and it's it hit the Blast team and the family very hard. Um, we always think of them with fondness, And I always say, he was a great sounding board for me. And I often ask Shane, uh, I got a phone call from so-and-so, what do you think? And he'd either say, oh, they're sound out, or they're good people, or I don't know much about them. That was just enough to tell me what way to make a decision in relation to working with somebody else. But he remains um, in our thoughts, Uh, often topic of conversation um, and we refer back to times that we had with him Um, we like to remember his his input his uh, energy and his love for both the industry and the people working in it so some years ago we decided that we would recognise people in the industry. With that in mind, we introduced a thing called the Producer Champion. How we voted for the Producer Champion was we put it out there to the producers in saying that if you were to build your dream team, um, who would you like to have join you? Last year then, um, in our 10th year, there was no survey um, because we decided that uh, in honour of our good friend Shane McArdle, that we would not need to go out to the producers because I think if we asked the producers that year to select our champion, they would all agree with us that it was Shane. He became our fourth producers champion and the inaugural year, by a country mile, the producers of Ireland wanted Nevin Maguire to join them um, as their dream team champion. So the first year, um, Nevin Maguire was awarded the producers champion
12: in 2015 I was awarded the producers uh, champion award Uh, Wow, what can I say when when producers think that you're um, you know you're a champion of of, of small artists and producers that's one of the nicest compliments that could be said to me I'm very proud and passionate about promoting you know artists and produce and using it in my restaurant and using it on my television shows and meeting them so that's something it really really was very special and I have it very proud in my restaurant and it means an awful lot to me and I still want to keep doing and what I do promoting what's great about Ireland food, Irish food. It's local, the people behind the stories, behind the people that are producing it. And it's just, it's, I think it's a magical thing. So thank you so much. And then it followed
2: on. Um, the following year, we asked the question. And um, not to my surprise, but to a lot of other people's surprise, um, the producer of Ireland voted for uh, the then minister, Simon Coveney. In conversations with Simon since, he's told me how he started out in the food business himself and does understand the struggles and the difficulties that producers experience. And then it came to the year three and uh, again we reached out and uh, they actually wanted to add to the team a little bit more because they selected two people, um, no strangers to the people in the food industry in Ireland, John and Sally McKenna. a man I've met several times and a man that I love to listen to when he's talking about Irish food and Irish food producers. Um, but the conversation that I had with him um, when I phoned him to say that we'd done the survey and the producers come back and selected both himself and Sally as producer champion, he was truly humbled. It was a nice thing to see such an iconic um, couple within the industry to be so humbled by... Um, the people they continually award and recognise for um, their work in the food industry in Ireland.
6: I thought it was a hoax when Artie rang. I thought somebody was winding me up um, because uh, I can't imagine, I suppose, getting a better award. Um, You know, we've been writing about wonderful people for nearly 30 years now um, and they've inspired us because of their creativity and uh, the idea that those very people would say, well, actually, you know, the McKennas have made a bit of a difference to our lives is kind of, uh, it's a bit gobsmacking, really. So I, I, I couldn't believe it, you know. And then I rang Sally and I said, you won't believe what's happening. And Sally just said, do you know, that actually makes me want to cry. I don't know if you did cry, did you?
11: Well, nearly a <laughs> few tears. No, I mean we've we've this has been our life really for 30 years, and we've been, I just think we've been so lucky um, because we've we've made a, a career describing and learning about these wonderful people. And I mean we do we we do eat food made by Irish people. We do, and I think that's what I think is great about living in this country is that everything has a face. We can say to our children, who reared this, who who grew this, who made this and um, literally everything we eat there's a face and a story behind it and it's, I just feel getting this award makes us part of that story and it's a huge privilege.
1: The Bloss story may have been started by Artie Clifford but it's clear from talking to him and members of the Bloss family that the food and drink producers of Ireland are the protagonists that take centre stage.
2: I'm proud of what we've done over the last ten years But more so, when I see producers getting recognised for their products and the pride that they have in their products and in winning a BLAS award makes it very special for me. And how they display them and how they shout about that they were BLAS winners or BLAS finalists. For the first couple of years, this was a voluntary organisation. So for eight years, I worked at Bloss as hard as I could to bring it to where it is now. It didn't pay very well. In actual fact, it didn't pay at all. But now, after 10 years, it occupies most of my waking hours. Um, It's what I think about or what I work at
7: um, every day, seven days a week. When we came down here the first year, it's actually still my my favourite year because we were all flying by the seat of our pants it was a bit like being in the wild west you know uh, and and ho- and just everything was a crisis and everything was a drama and but i loved it it was just the whole thing of trying to fix problems as they actually occurred since then the amount of control and the amount of organisation that actually has gone into it has 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 tempered the beast uh, quite a bit and every year there are changes but they're not as dramatic uh, as we would have had maybe gone from the first year to the second, second year to the third because we were learning all the time about how to handle increasing numbers of products and then we kind of moved the operation at least for the screening away from Dingle and moved it back to UCC. And every year we've added something with the hope of trying to improve it and make it better. But there's always some new factor that actually uh, pops up every year. And it's kind of everybody getting their heads together to figure out a way of getting around that particular problem. So it's great from that point of view in that it's never going to be stale. It's never going to get old or tired uh, because you're always going to be challenged with something new. But they're not the same number of challenges that we had since the early days when we started off
4: when we think about the future of the awards we would look back at what was the initial starting point and that was to recognize food producers to give them a platform for their food to be seen on a national and on a global stage for those producers to develop relationships with each other and that's where we would see the awards growing in the future so with that in mind, we've begun initiatives like the Backyard at Blas, like the Master Classes, the Showcase event for finalists who've made it to the awards, the Buyer's Directory, which is 10,000 copies of the finalists and winners listings. And I think when we look at the future, it's looking at opportunities like that to see what can we do to make sure that those producers who've gotten to the finalist stage that they can grow further on that basis whether that is events which go on the road or events which showcase producers at different festivals developing mentor programs between producers that is where we would see it moving forward. When we get asked if the awards would be hosted outside Dingle I think for both Artie and myself we would feel no would be our gut instinct. The weekend that the awards take place, particularly against the backdrop of the Dingle Food Festival, which is such an enormous success and a credit to everybody who is involved with the festival, those two events have to work hand in hand. The buyers, the journalists, those that come to the awards, one of the reasons they come is that they enjoy the festival they can bring their husband or their wife or their kids they can enjoy the weekend and so we see more senior people coming to the awards because they know they're going to enjoy a weekend in Dingle as well and I think for the producers yes it's a journey Um, for some of the producers it's quite a journey but they also there's a sense of camaraderie, they've gotten there, they feel that they've they've come to this event, and they really just pitch in, and there's something about Dingle that makes it work.
2: question I've often been asked is, can I see the awards being hosted outside Dingle at any stage? And the answer is, I don't think so. I'm proud of Dingle, and it's um, a showcase. And the people attending, and year on year, more and more producers have returned even to the stage where some of them don't even enter or haven't entered in a given year, but still will come to Dingle for the Bloss Awards and the weekend that's in it. Um, I spoke to a producer recently in Belfast and uh, the answer to it is, oh, Dingle is so far. But her answer to it was, Dingle is so far that you have to stay over. So the answer to that is... Um, I can't see them being hosted outside Dingle at some stage, um, but I can see them and Blasna Herring going on the road to bring the message and the information um, out to producers. So, to do during the year um, a little bit more for the producers, because it's got to be more than the awards. I mean, it's all very well travelling to West Kerry, to pick up a piece of glass um, and shine it and polish it or let it gather gather dust on your shelf but that's not what I see BLAS being about I see BLAS um, continuing to grow and to be a support for Irish producers, to be a voice for Irish producers and to address issues if we can that Irish producers um, have come across and also to be a source of knowledge so to bring key people in the industry together to help some of the people who are just starting out on their journey so producers who have made journeys that we have known down through the years award-winning producers who maybe will be willing to step up and help other producers along the journey
11: We love to turn up to Dingle in the autumn and um, we wear our blast badges with pride and enjoy taking part in both the judging process and also meeting the producers who come en masse to Dingle. Um, It really is a great weekend that we always look forward to.
6: I think the Bloss and Heron Awards and the Dingle Food Festival are umbilically linked and um, I know there's been talk that maybe The awards should be held elsewhere, but I actually don't think they should be because I think the festival and the awards have progressed hand in glove. And I think they have made one of the most special weekends that anybody can find, not just in Irish food, but actually in European food. Um, To see an entire town being taken over by food, by people enjoying food, by food producers really is simply extraordinary. And the involvement of the community in Dingle is actually unmatched by um, any other food festival anywhere else in Ireland. So I think the awards and the festival should continue together like uh, Fred and Ginger.
1: Bloss Naron's roots are firmly embedded in Dingle. As the patriarch of the Bloss family, Artie has nurtured a supportive and far-reaching network for the food and drink industry in Ireland to help it thrive at home and abroad. Thanks to his leadership, Bloss Nairn has grown from a one-day event with 400 entries to over 2,500 entries in its 10th year and an awards ceremony complemented with an extensive programme of added value opportunities for producers, comprising the Showcase Marquee, Masterclasses, the Backyard at Bloss networking space and lots more spanning several days.
2: Working with my family and being close to my family and the extended Blast family is very rewarding because we're working with a team of people the wider team of people that get involved voluntarily in a lot of cases um, because they get it, they get the ethos and they get the three things that we talk about which is to recognising the producers and the products creating a network of Irish producers and to promoting Irish products to the consumers both home and abroad.
1: He has achieved this with the unwavering support of his family in particular his daughter Fallon. What I love most
4: about BLAS is there's two things it's working with the producers getting to know them getting to know people all over the country who are working their asses off and doing their best with what they can do and seeing their businesses grow and then on the event side of things what I love most about blast on the the weekend of the awards is the sheer fun that happens that weekend the energy that's there on the weekend the Stories that come out of it, hearing afterwards that a producer got chatting to another producer who had a relationship with a buyer and now that person is going in and starting a new contract with three new shops within their county. It's hearing about everything that has grown out of that one little weekend that is one of the things that I love most.
1: The extended Bloss family, which is an infinite list of individuals, has also supported Artie in growing Bloss Nairn. John Sheehy, Joe Carey, multiple volunteers like Cara Murphy, retailers like Adrian Boswell and Johnny McDowell. Journalists, including Kira Leahy, chefs such as Brian McDermott, producers champions Nevin McGuire, John and Sally McKenna and the late Shane McArdle. Funders and sponsors also play a critical role, and of course, the food and drink producers of Ireland, like Caroline Rigney and Maya Bourgeois. So, who better to celebrate a 10 year milestone with whilst looking to the future and the next decade? Happy birthday to you, Happy birthday
10: dear moms.
13: What a blast! Ten
1: years of the Irish Food Awards is dedicated to the memory of Katie Clifford. Produced and presented by Sharon Noonan, with sound supervision by Kieran Hurley for UCC 98.3 FM. This program was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television license fee.
0: You're listening to the best possible taste with Sharon Noonan sponsored by the taste.ie voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine.
1: Welcome back to the best possible taste. I'm Sharon Noonan, and tonight's show featured my radio documentary, What a Blast 10 Years of the Irish Food Awards. My thanks to everyone who agreed to be interviewed for the documentary. I couldn't have made the documentary without their support, and to my comrade in arms, Kieran Hurley from UCC, I'm extremely grateful for the invaluable input and technical support. So thanks, Kieran. If you'd like to find out more about the Blossom Erin, please visit irishfoodawards.com. Dot com. The podcast of the radio documentary is available to listen to online, along with previous episodes of Best Possible Taste. Visit Sharon Noonan.com and the Best Possible Taste podcast on iTunes or use the podcast app. And it's also on the taste.ie website. Vote at Ireland's Best Online Digital Food and Drink magazine. Thanks for listening and as always, bon appetit.
0: Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with The Best Possible Taste email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. Bon Appetit.